From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Dizboards Edition for the week of June 7th, 2011. I'm John Magi. I'll be your host this week. I'm joined in the studio by Scott Smith, Kathy Rowling, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and Max the Intern back in the peanut gallery. If you've been listening to us, you understand and you know that Pete and Walter and Teresa are finishing up their 11-night Disney Cruise Line Mediterranean sailing. Um... They will be back with us next week for our shows next week. But until then, you can follow their adventures on the Dreams Unlimited Travel Facebook page. Uh, also on the homepage of the Diz, is it? Where you've linked the uh, Facebook discussions? Yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. You can't open a page without hitting. You'll see a banner right. somewhere on the site. So you can follow their adventures as they uh, end their trip. Um, also this week, in addition to the Diz Board show, Kathy Rowling told us a little bit about her experience at Gay Days. Um, not going to give too much away, but her theme music was I Kissed a Girl. <laughs> <laughs> the, team, <laughs> the team gives you some ideas about how to stay cool, safe, and healthy during your summer Florida vacation. Uh, also, the Disneyland team has an entire show for you as well. With that, let's get started. Uh, we went through and we picked out some of our favorite threads from the boards, and we want to discuss those with you. Who wants to go first? I will. Kathy does. Okay. This is from Bob1459. This was on the resort board. I'm not sure if this one ended up getting can- um, closed or not, but I thought it was pretty interesting. This is about a shower filter. Has anyone changed the shower head in your room temporarily with a filtered shower head to remove the hardness and smell of the water? I come from well water with a softener, and the water is horrible in Florida. It also sucks to shave with the water as well. The razor doesn't glide as easily. I saw a filtered shower head at Lowe's and was thinking of trying it out. Man, he is sensitive. I was huh? going to say, now there's a hothouse flower. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever changed anything in your room i live here no (laughs) No. i wouldn't i would break it be honest i can remember one time when we we used to come i was dating this gentleman from massachusetts and i took the phone into the bathroom to talk in there because the kids were in the room and the toilet kept running so i decided to you know take the the top off and bend that rod you know with the ball on it well it broke <gasps> so, you can see that coming a mile away <laughs> yeah in the bathroom with the water fl- flying out of the toilet on the phone with I, had boyfriend. It, I had it propped up you know so that it wasn't running too much but then you had to call you know i had to hang up and call the front desk and Why'd say you have to go in the bathroom anyway what kind of a conversation were you having exactly well i was trying to let my kids sleep in the other room while yeah. we were yeah <laughs> I, she was looking for a better date. <laughs> <laughs> but they were very nice about it. I guess they're used to doing that. But they're <laughs> used I, to people breaking their stuff. <laughs> you know, I I just can't imagine. I mean, I mean, I mean drinking the water the here is pretty you bad. Have to bring, though, with not, uh, in order to change a shower head. Right? A lot of times, shower heads you can you just unscrew. Oh. So sometimes I can see it, but I can't imagine slipping down a water. I mean, if you're staying uh, for two weeks head. and the water is really bothering you. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's extreme. 
It's extreme planning. He sounds like Seinfeld. <laughs> Did you ever change to Darren? I mean, showering in well water. Showering in well water is different. I, I think it's different. Well, I think in general. We, it sm- I think it smells personally. It, it was, well, I guess it depends on the well. Well, yeah. It smells like eggs to me. Anytime I've yeah. showered at someone's house who has a well, ugh, gross. And when water's too soft, it feels like you're not rinsing anything off of you. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Well, it depends on how soft the water is. Sometimes you can't rinse with it. But, I mean, we all go on vacation. I mean, you put up with it, right? Yeah. It's just what you deal with. I just have to stand in there a little longer to rinse my hair. What did the people on the board say? Do people do that? Um, No. Most of the people were pretty hard on the guy. (laughs) Said leave it alone. Harder than us? (laughs) Really? Um, Then he reported back and he said, showerhead worked. 90% of the smell and the taste was gone. 50% of the hardness gone. Made for a better shave. No tools needed to switch out the heads, just hand power. To the haters, I also moved a shelf in the fridge and moved the table to a better spot to aid in more room when the sleeper was open. The taste? And you he was drinking with the your mouth open? Mmm, <laughs> good. It's like a version of this whole hotel room. <laughs> I would, I would I've just moved be, furniture in hotel rooms. I have done that. Yeah. I, I just would hate to be that next person because if you aren't mechanically inclined and you've taken it off and you put it back on and the next person goes in and now water's... Yeah. spraying everywhere you know who are they going to think they're going to think it was you not the person beforehand i mean if you're staying in a villa and you maybe you might want to put a, a filter on the, the faucet if you want to if you plan on drinking the water the whole trip because drinking you know the water you, here is nasty do you know I, if you go to Publix, they say whole gallons for like a dollar oh, no I, hey look i'm with you <laughs> i'm one of the few that actually like the water here i don't i don't have a problem with it yeah but you like the water in your house well, I never hotel had a- water tastes like yeah, hotel Disney, water. Even in the, we have bad water in our house. Even compared to the Disney water, it's okay. Disney water is there's something special going Maybe on. Maybe I there. need to revisit Disney water then, because I always, I mean, I drank it, and never had a problem. They're pumping that right out of Splash Mountain, mm. right into your hotel room. <laughs> it's always like five o'clock in the morning when you're really thirsty. It's like I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. gonna drink it. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything that you ever brought with you to your hotel room? Oh, we bring a lot of stuff. Yeah, I bring my own blanket everywhere. Blanket, yeah. I don't go anywhere without my own. It's not actually a blanket. It's an L.L. Bean flannel sheet. That's usually all I need in a hotel room. We bring our own pillows usually. Corey has to have his, you know, neck I sleep pillow. with one pillow. It's a contour pillow. Yeah. I can't I have, sleep with more than one. I have a flannel pillowcase on my pillow at home, the one that's next to my head. And I have a polar fleece scarf that I take with me everywhere, and I wrap that around my pillow. So I have my own blanket that folds in the bottom of my uh, suitcase and a scarf that I make a fuzzy pillow out of. Kevin is just a mm. giant toddler. He well, needs comfort <laughs> items. I, it's sleep, but, you know, if I don't get enough sleep, I get cranky, and you're right, I'm a big baby. And that helps um, you sleep? It, it does. Okay. It does. So it smells like home. It feels like home. Invariably, yeah. when you go in that hotel room, they have that blanket that's just a little bit softer than cardboard (laughs) and you can read through it right and usually um john and i have different body temperatures so sharing a blanket is kind of out of the question so i bring my own if you put flannel near me i would spontaneously combust you guys are like Uh, in your lone little individual sleeping bags in your beds and we've also (laughs) we've also stayed in places where i wasn't really crazy about the sheets and if you fold a flannel sheet in half, 
you make like your own sleeping bag with no bottom to it, if you understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. You fold it in half and you become like a human taco. You just okay. Well, you throw the you know you slay on the yep. bottom and throw the top over yeah. you, and then I've got all my own linen. Mine usually has to do with electronics. I mean, I think yep. bringing your own power strip. I oh mean, yeah. Everybody has that. a phone that needs to be charged, and if you bring anything more than that, an iPad, a laptop. I mean, you start running out of mm. plugs real quick. And the plugs are always in some inconvenient spot yep. behind the bed. It's like yes. my, my phone's charging in the bathroom. Right. Hers is charging, you Except know. Except at the Swan, where you have a plug on the lamp right at your yeah, nightstand. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I extremely dislike hotel blow dryers. Oh, the yeah. one that's on the wall. Yes. And like five inches big. Mm-hmm. It does not dry your hair fast enough. Bring no. your own hair dryer. You could have Corey blowing on your head and <laughs> dry fast that. Yep. Got the takeout menu. I like to be comfortable. So I, I anything that makes you more comfortable in your hotel room, I think is great. Except for changing the shower head. That's just weird. Uh, I, that to me is, you know, hey, he might think my flannel sheet and my scarf around the pillow is weird too. Mm-hmm. So, True. But I don't care. He's not paying. To each his own. Exactly. Right? If but, you're happy with the, your shower head. The, some of the people in here said, did you ask Disney before you did it? Do you think you should if you're going to replace the shower head? I think I'll they think, would say no. I think if oh, you yeah. have to pull out tools... I think you need to, to uh, ask. He said it. he did it just with yeah. his hands. So, no, I, I wouldn't think you would have to ask Disney unless you're taking their shower head home with you. Yeah, I specifically wouldn't mention it. As long as you make sure it works when you leave, like right. you know, don't just put the other one back on and then say, "Okay, I'm done." But make sure Test. it works. Yeah, because inevitably Pete will be the person after you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be doing a review of the resort. Yeah. The, the shower head popped off and hit him in the eye. <laughs> Very interesting. People are different, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kathy. Who wants to go next? I will. Uh, my first one is, is more informative. Uh, it's the wonderful experience with Orlando crib rentals. This is um, Disney trip planning under Disney for Families. Candle on the Water is the original poster. and I love that song. That's I Candle have, on the Wind. I know it. Yeah, it's that's from Candle on the Wind. No, oh. it's not. It's Candle on the Water from Pink oh, Dragon okay. by Helen Reddy. There Good deal. Because I didn't know what that meant. I'll be your candle on the water. I and I love that movie, but I don't remember that song. Anyway, so um, she had recently returned. This is from March 2007 from a vacation at Walt Disney World and wanted to post a quick review of Orlando crib rentals. Um, they had had a difficult trip previously, and their son uh, did not sleep in the pack and play so well. She was looking to rent a full-size crib. And found Orlando Crib Rentals. Called them up. They were awesome from the start. Answered all the questions that she had and were generally very helpful. They rented the crib for a week with a military discount. Uh, the cost was 50 bucks. I think that's a great price for that long of a rental. I think it's great that they give a military discount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So apparently they probably give like uh, AAA maybe and certain other discounts. I didn't investigate further. Um, everything went smoothly. After she checked in and got her room number, she gave Orlando Crib Rental a call. They came right over, made the delivery. Um, they got there pretty quickly. They were already on property. And she says they set up the crib, which was fast and easy. It's a, a commercial crib made of white metal, and it folds up. And he unfolded the sides of the crib, pushed down on the mattress support platform, and locked everything into place. It was full size with a comfortable mattress, and it included two crib sheets, two blankets, a mattress pad, and a bumper. Everything was clean, soft, and comfortable. Sturdy crib, safe, and she had no worries about it holding her rambunctious toddler. 
two things that were a plus for her is that it had wheels. She could move it around the room very easily, and it was easy to fold and unfold. So if you were staying in a, a value room, you could easily fold the crib up for during the daytime and unfold it for nighttime. And um, what else? Yeah, after the vacation was over, the crib rental representative was right there on time to pick it up from the hotel room, and so they were able to make um, their 930 reservation. Everything about her experience with Orlando Crib Rental was wonderful. I couldn't recommend them more. I think having a crib really helped my son sleep and made our vacation so much more pleasant. They also rent other things like baby gear and strollers. Um, I have to say that I wish we had a full-size crib to travel with us everywhere because inevitably, you know, my kids are getting too big for the pack-and-play as well. And then they most hotels have a crib that they will bring to the room. It's not much bigger than the pack-and-play. It's basically a smaller version of a full-size crib. Um, we end up sleeping, each one of us, with a child. And I'm not a fan of sleeping with my children. I don't enjoy it. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> they kick me. They hit me. Um, I don't get much sleep. Corey doesn't get much sleep. It's miserable. Can't you put, can't you put the kids <laughs> together in a bed? Oh. <laughs> no, that would not work. They would never go to sleep, probably. And you I'd be worried about that. them rolling off the beds. You know, oh, you you tuck them in and you staple the sheets to the mattress. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, there are there are tons of tools out there if you really want to. You know, if you're bringing little kids or infants even that um, that you can use to make your vacation so much easier, like the the little bath infant tubs, and the um, you can rent swings from these uh, from these guys. Bouncies, bouncies, jumpers, um, all sorts of you know. Wow, baby never, monitors. Never think to to take that into my hotel room i guess just never did that yeah i mean we bring toys and we basically empty out a bottom drawer and put the toys in it that becomes their toy bin play in there i can remember when my son was young um he was only like three weeks old when he went on his first vacation and we took one of the the drawers out of the dresser and put that on the floor and that's what he's fastening yeah Yeah. that's well when they're that young you can do that yeah and then as my kids got older they used to fight over who got to sleep on the floor we would take sheets and they'd fight over who who could lay on the floor. I mean, making a pallet is okay, but not for seven to two, seven days to two weeks, in my opinion. Sleeping on the floor every night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I my kids wa- thought that was a big. Deal. I wouldn't want to do that. They, okay. they all play too much of that because I'm going to have to play royalties on. Yeah, right. You found the song. Okay, that's enough. They also um, rent bed rails. That's oh, a good idea. That's a good idea. That'd work yeah. better for us. But then we would need three beds in the room. <laughs> oh man, there's just hurdles everywhere. <laughs> I can tell you, it's a pretty lucrative business. Fifty bucks for a week. How much does a crib cost? Three hundred bucks. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah. So you gotta think. Ours are more along the lines of five. Mm. But, well, I mean, these convert. are wood. Yeah, these are Ours more compact. Are, um, they're basically a forever crib. Right. You go from right. a crib Permanent to toddler bed to a full size bed. Right. So an investment of five hundred dollars for a, a lifetime is pretty good. <laughs> if they take care of their stuff and they. They're easy on it. They can probably get a long time out of it. Yeah, I want to send it to college with them if they don't live in a dorm. <laughs> no, we're talking about these guys. <laughs> oh, I mean, same thing. Yeah, it could last for a long time. All right. Thank you, Julie. Who wants to go next? I'll go. I guess we can just go in order. This comes um, from the Theme Parks and Attractions Board, um, posted by CIA. Mobs of people gathered around fast past entry. I guess this is mainly a park peeve. Anyone else get annoyed with the mobs of people who are gathered in front of the fast pass entry? They're waiting for their times to become valid, and they're basically blocking the entrance so people who come with, a, with an actual valid time have to swim through the mob to get into the line. Soren and Splash seem to be the worst offenders. 
I have noticed this, and there there was a poster, um, Disney Gal 55. She responds, sometimes when I see the crowd, I'm not sure if it's a group going in or waiting there for the time. I get nervous that I'll be called a cutter as I go through the fast pass entrance. I wish the cast member would just um, shoo them off to the side because it's annoying. But I have noticed this a lot. Mm-hmm. The and cast member should say, if it's not your fast pass time, please, you know, do not block the entrance. You know, a lot. Of, sometimes I would actually have to look at the people's fast passes that are waiting there, yeah. and you you see that they're not valid for another ten or. Or just as I walk up, I say, "Are you actually going on? Or are you waiting?" Yes. Yeah, and if they say, "Oh, I'm waiting," I'm like, "Well, I'm not." Excuse me. I think, <laughs> I think the whole fast pass thing can be handled better in general. I think a lot of people don't know what to do. They don't know where to go to get the fast pass. How to handle that? And then there's no flow of traffic. You go in, you get your fast pass, and you turn around and come back. Someone should figure out how to sort of channel people around those things. But I have noticed those mobs. I mean, a lot of people that have responded to this agree. It seems like it's soaring, though. It's like when the cast member tries to be nice and start talking to the people, it's like then everybody jams up because they want to hear what the cast member has to say. And I'll just sort of like walk around them and go up into the thing. But a lot of people who don't go all the time don't know that, you know, you can just be on your way because they're going to take your fast pass when you get up further. I think it's just one of those park peeve things, mm-hmm. th- things you don't really notice. But I, the thread jumped out at me when I saw that. I'm like, oh, yeah, it does happen, especially yeah. at Splash Mountain. In general, though, people tend to clump up places anyway. You try to get into a store or out of a store, and there's always a bunch of people there. And there's always so many people who d- just don't understand what Fast Pass is. Right. But we were, um, I was in Epcot with one of the people on our ABD trip came for a visit and we were in the single rider line at test track and our line was very slow and three people behind us thought well i'll just go over the railing and get in the fast pass line and i'm like i want to see what happens here and they made them come back because you know they asked for the fast Mm -hmm. pass and i was like really surprised because i thought disney would just be like oh go ahead go Mm -hmm. But they made them come back in our line. So they, they do they do watch that stuff. It's fair. Yeah, it is. All right. Thank you, Corey. I'm going to go next. Mine comes from, where's mine come from? The Theme Park Attractions and Strategies Board. And it was posted by Real Housewife. I don't know what city she was from. <laughs> uh, she says, can I handle it? Help me decide what I can ride with my 11-year-old. On our last trip, the most intense slash scariest rides we did were Test Track and Splash Mountain. I handled them okay. The hill on Splash was a bit scary, but I was in the front seat and got soaked, so I didn't repeat it. Now on this trip, the oldest is 11. My dear husband absolutely will not do a roller coaster, so it was up to me. I know for certain that I won't be trying Tower of Terror or Mission Space, so those are out. How can how however can you all do a comparison of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Space Mountain, Expedition Everest, and Rock and Roller Coaster for me? Tell me if they are easier than, scarier than, or more equal to Splash Mountain and Test Track, since they all are all I since they are all I can compare it to. Keep in mind they have not been on a roller coaster for about twenty years. Thanks. Um. So I'm a little surprised that she thinks Splash Mountain is scary. scary. I don't want to mean to make fun of her, but I won't do it. I don't like it either. No. You don't like the drop? Free fall. Nope. Huh. Really? Uh, nope. I did it once, and that'll be the last time I do well, it. Well, do yeah. you like Tower of Terror? No. No. 
Never been on it. Won't do it. I did that once Whoa. on a dare. Yeah. That, that was it. That was my one and only time. Wow. Those are my two favorite rides. I don't do Splash Mountain because I don't want to walk around wet. Right. Yeah. But, but I don't find the drop scary. No, man. I don't find the drop scary. And Tower of Terror, that drop makes me sick to my stomach. So I think to myself, I, I don't have anything to prove. So why do something that makes you not feel good? Yeah. See, if I was going to... Things like was, Star Tours make me not feel if good. If I was to do them in order from, you know, with the... Um, like lowest to highest? Lowest to highest, I would go Splash, Thunder... Space, Expedition Everest, and then Rock and Roller Coaster because it goes upside down. Yeah. Space Mountain is a little tough because it's in the dark and you can't see what's coming. Big mm-hmm. Thunder Mountain, if you've ever, I would call Big Thunder Mountain kind of a kid's roller yes. coaster. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'll do Definitely. that. Um, I like Big Thunder Mountain. I, like and I don't like roller coasters. Me, yeah, because I don't do um, rocking. And I, I, I've said this many times. The scariest thing about Space Mountain to me is I can sort of see those support beams, and I'm really tall. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm going to be decapitated. And, you know, people do put their hands up in there, and I won't put my hands up in there because I'm so scared I'm going to hit something. Right. Yeah. And I see the people with their hands up, and I think, well, if they've got their hands up, their hands are higher yeah. than their head. You're like, okay, I'm okay. <laughs> but I still, I, I ride Space Mountain trying to be as short as possible. Yeah, see, I was uh, traumatized. I did Jurassic Park. When uh, it was right before Iowa opened, and uh, I don't know if I already told this story here, but Rosie O'Donnell was doing her show there, and my mom was a big fan at the time. So she got tickets, so we went to the show, and after the show, you got to go walk around the park, and it wasn't open yet. And I am a huge fan of Jurassic Park, and I didn't know what the ride was. Mm. So I get on it, and I'm like, this is awesome, the dinosaurs everywhere, and I didn't realize that. You didn't see those big boats coming out? I didn't realize (laughs) that we were going up for about five minutes and then you know we get to the end and there's a t-rex and i'm like oh where do where do we go from here and then drop Mm. and i was like man never again (laughs) see i can't do the teacups that's one thing i cannot do if it goes if it's spinning like that no way i think it depends too when people talk about intense she says what's the most intense scariest i mean i don't think any of these are scariest well because she Test Track and Splash were her yeah. most intense, scariest rides. She should not go on Expedition Everest or Rock and Roller Coaster. She or I-4. She's going to say, stay off the monorail. I'm like, even Space Mountain might be a um, a push for her. Big Thunder's going to be fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're outside. It's little, it's bumps instead of hills. I was surprised, too, with what some other people wrote. They wrote, they'll do this, they'll do that. Some people won't do soaring. They get really? scared or sick. First, or however soaring. many times I did it. I, you know, I put new grips in. in oh, I still the, hang on because you, you know. still feel like you're Because you know you're going to fall out, especially when it tips forward a fraction of an inch. Mm-hmm. That seat tips forward a little bit is like you come down over I've never over felt some, unsafe on that ride. And especially like when you find out, out that yeah, the front row goes all the way back. is 42 <laughs> feet in the air. I didn't like that. But then I really started getting into Soren and I was okay. And plus, the first time I rode it, they sat me next to a little kid. And I'm like, if this little kid can do it. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, so pumping herself up. I was. Part of the Backstage Magic Tour, I don't want to ruin it for you guys who haven't gone yet, but you get to see a different vantage point of Soren. I'm not going to give you too much. I was amazed at exactly how high that first row goes up. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it went that high. The last time we were in California, the last time we were on our Backstage Magic, I got to watch Soren. From the control booth. Oh, cool. I got to stand inside the ride, the actual ride. I was inside the little gate with the controller, and I got to watch the ride mechanism go up. 
It was very, oh, that's cool too. Um, we're Carol Bowling and I, Disney okay. enabler on the boards. We stood in the control booth, and I was surprised at how fast that ride goes up, and how high you actually go. We had a religious experience when we had our special moment there. Now I know you watch it from from the back. Um, so okay. you can see the people? I don't want to tell you anymore. Yep. Well, let's nope. experience for yourself. Yeah. It's Please real... stop ruining it. Close your earphones. With your ruiny ruinous. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's cool. It's very, very cool. It's probably one of the highlights of the entire trip. And when we're done with the show, I'll tell you how it's done. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and the other thing someone brought up was Test Track. Is Test Track intense? I don't find... Just the heat room is intense. Part. Yeah, I mean, it, you don't go any faster than you go in a car when you're driving exactly. and that's way more dangerous but you're i think it's sort of, in that corner yeah yeah we were on it that day that um and the our car was having issues so they you know how you where they load you and then you come up to the first thing and they have you check your yellow straps mm-hmm. the cast member goes i'll want everybody to get out of the car and we're all looking at him like, that's not how the spiel goes. <laughs> and he had to repeat it like three or four times. And they took us out there and we had to stand there till they could cycle like another bunch of cars through when we got in it. And I think everybody then was sort of like nervous, like they were having car issues so that when we hit the 67 mile an hour on the thing, you were like, whoa. Is this you really know? safe? Yeah. Is my seatbelt really going to hold So it just in? depends if your car's acting up that day, what you think of the ride. Interesting to see what people's ideas of intense are. Julia won't do Mission Space. Not yeah. even the, the tame version. I won't either. That's claustrophobia for me. Yeah. Just the getting in there and getting that close to that. See, that See that spins, but you don't realize it's spinning. It's not like yeah. the teacups. Here's the other thing. Um, if your 11-year-old is adventurous, you can go through um, Rock and Roller Coaster with your 11-year-old until... It comes time to board the vehicle, and then there's an exit. A chicken exit. A chicken exit. As a matter of fact, when John's <laughs> nephews were here, I would tell them I was going to ride everything, and I would get up to the chicken exit. I did it <laughs> in um, Tower of Terror, too. Walked all the way through the queue, and just before you board the elevator, there's a chicken exit. As a matter of fact, they bought me a little pin that said Coaster Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> But see, some of those, I don't trust them when they say, especially Tower of Terror, that like this is the chicken exit. That's why the first time I had to, you know, I asked a million questions before I got on it because I was afraid that they were going to. No, I swear to God. They're going to say, no, take this elevator. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You do have to take an elevator with the chicken exit. But it goes kind of slow. (laughs) And you're standing. And you get to push the button. That's it. So pretty much you're in the mall. <laughs> there you go. That's scary enough. All right. Um, Kevin, did you have one? I do. And it goes back to what we were talking about. This is on the Disney tips board, and it's what unusual items do you pack to take to Disney with you? And we've talked about this before, but it bears repeating. I think one of the smartest ideas I've ever heard is for kids. The lady says she goes to a fast food restaurant. She mentions McDonald's by name. I assume it's a lady. Let's just say the person who posted it, Poo to Poo 2001, and says she gets some of the um, disposable drink lids. Oh, I like that one. And when her kids get something on a stick, a uh, Mickey bar or something, she takes one and slides it on the bottom of the stick so it acts as a drip catcher. I think that's wow. a brilliant mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. 
I think that's ingenious. A couple of other things they recommend are crystal light packets for those of you who with water issues. Oh, I like the McDonald's cup holder, and she she uses four like paper Disney cups, yep. and everybody has their own toothbrush holder. That's pretty sanitary. Hmm. Instead of leaving them on the counter. And I think it was that thread that somebody suggested bringing their own plastic straws, and a lot of people got upset because if you're at Animal Kingdom, they have the paper straws to. Um, protect the animals. Sea World also. So don't go bringing in your own plastic straws thinking you're pulling a fast one. You could, you know, could be dangerous to the what animals. What animals eat will eat a plastic straw thinking that it's a piece of meat? I don't no, think goats they think eat everything, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some things in some animals. I'm sure, like, if paper got in their stomach, it, it probably dissolves a little bit better than plastic. Because you know some of those ducks and those birds... They'll eat anything that's on the ground. Yeah, but you know what? We could do with fewer of those ducks and birds in <laughs> Florida. I spent five minutes trying to take the paper off of a paper straw. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> trying to be crazy. And then they're good for one suck, and then they collapse. <laughs> uh, the one person who's collecting smashed pennies, she uses like an empty Mentos gum container. She peels the label off and puts her children's name the other on thing the that container. I've, I've heard recommended is, you know, the little M&M mini tubes? Mm-hmm. That's perfect if you're going to collect the, the um, pressed pennies. You put in two quarters in a penny and two quarters in a penny and two quarters in a penny. And it's great for your kids to carry around the park. But aren't mm-hmm. those pressed pennies, aren't they more elongated? This is before you buy the pressed oh, penny. Okay. Once it's pressed, you're on like, your how's own. How's that going to store in there? <laughs> got to get a different container for the there's just a bunch of useful ideas and i i'm sure the man with his own shower head would fit right in here (laughs) i would also say a lot of people that rent cars is you know ahead of time buy the little 495 transponder that you can get and you don't have to stick it to the window like everybody says like e-pass or whatever people have like taped it on there Mm -hmm. so that they can use that instead of you know, paying, stopping to pay the tolls on. Well, now they have new ones that don't need batteries and don't have to be in the middle of your dashboard. You can put them right on the dashboard and they work. Well, so these, the 495 ones, I tell you that it only works if you stick it to the mm-hmm. windshield. We followed somebody through one of the toll booths the other day and they had that out of their car and we're waving at them. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> you don't have to get that excited about it. One thing I like uh, when Julie packs is a, what is it called, a stain stick? I'm, shout wipes. I, yeah, we owe, I, I take always shout wipes. Or the Tide me. pen. Or the kids get me dirty. <laughs> it's usually the kids get him dirty. He's like, oh, don't touch me. <laughs> Something, um, another thing that's very popular now, they have, if you're thinking about doing laundry at your hotel, they have the Purell all-in-one laundry sheets. Mm. They're, they're like I know a, what you're talking about. a fabric kind of a thing. It's, First of all, if you put yeah. them in your suitcase. They have Purex. Purell Purex, is I'm sorry, sanitizer. you're right, it is. Yeah. I apologize. Purex. Uh, it makes everything smell good when you take it out, and it's easier than trying to fumble with packets of laundry detergent, and that's your not only your laundry detergent, but your fabric softener as well, and then you take the whole thing out and throw it in the dryer, and it's a dryer sheet. I haven't used those yet, but they do seem cool. Hmm. Excellent. This is a busy thread. We it bring, is a busy you, thread. It's a great idea. You also bring um, your own uh, alarm clock. I do. I don't like... I have to have an alarm clock that lights up. See, I use my phone. Me too. Yeah, I do too. I haven't had good luck with that. I really haven't. Some. I've had it not work. You can wake up to your favorite song. 
That's another <laughs> favorite thing. I have to have something that sounds like Big Ben. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, do, it can't be a song. I mean, anything's going to wake me up, right. but it, it needs to be a noise. You start dreaming and you're at a concert or something. We uh, use one that it sounds like the, you know, the alarm in the fire station mm-hmm. on the yes, iPhone. Yes, I do and, too. And that one will wake you up. Oh, yeah. But I, I, especially if you're going on the cruise line, up until... Yes, I hate that there's no visible clock. Yeah. On the Wonder and the Magic, they have a clock... But it doesn't have a light to it. So Mm-mm. if you're one of those people who wants to know what time it is in the middle of the night. Yeah, I'm looking at my watch trying to see if I can see those little, because the, mine is supposedly the hands light up, but I don't think they do. Well, the Dream has that clock that's like a laser. <laughs> the They've the gone from room. no light right. to having a, a, a lighthouse light. But those, <laughs> that clock never, in my room at least, never kept the correct right. time. The, the propeller clock? No, the, no, no, the, the new clocks the on the Dream. Oh yeah, we were we were on early cruises and none of them worked from what I understand. Okay. I think the wave phones had time on them is what I finally figured out. Oh, okay. What about personal food? Do you you bring anything like food that you have to have from home? No. I'm a beef jerky fan. It's easy to pack and it never goes bad, really. I bring stuff those stuff for kids, but not for me. I get the Snapple um or the Crystal Light mm-hmm. drink tubes cuz I I like iced tea. Try the Mio or whatever that little bottle It's like a liquid, right? Yeah, and you just put a couple squeezes in, and it comes in like a dozen different flavors. Is it like a vitamin? No. Uh, no. It has electrolytes, right? Because I think the commercial says Uh, you can replace your... Oh, you mean it's healthy, too? It's healthy, right. But it's Mm sugar-free. I've seen a commercial for it, yeah. When we go away, yeah, we use, I don't usually bring it from home, but we usually make a stop and have some snacks in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, just other Mid- people. Midnight I know. snacks, yeah. Yeah. Or, and other when people. I bring things, kids, goldfish, they love cereal bars, you know. See, I things. can snack on goldfish. I'm fine with that. that I also like having my own drinks in the room. We usually try and find a styrofoam cooler someplace and, you know. Just right, have so with ice and I would have no luck with that. There'd be ice all over our room. Kids like to play with the ice. They could open that thing like with no problem. <laughs> Pop that lid right off. You should have some form of first aid kit too with you. Even if it's, you know, just a few band-aids and neosporin yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, I know you can buy it in the gift shop, but you're going to pay top dollar. I have a small Don't all little of plastic. You, I, we yeah. have a travel bag, like a little Yeah. Mm-hmm. In your car? No. That we, we fly somewhere. Whenever we go anywhere. Like our bathroom bag with our Q-tips and all that stuff. Yeah, your your health and beauty mm-hmm. aids, for lack of a better description. That And when I come home from a trip, I tend to restock it. And it's ready to grab and go. So, mm-hmm. But I have, I think we're prepared for most little, any little emergency. I mean, I don't want to have to, you know, start an IV or give stitches or anything. Mm. But other than that, I mean, you always... I just read it. I was reading. I told you earlier in the other show. I was reading travel tips, and one of the travel writers said you should not go anywhere without a tube of Neosporin, because it's not available everywhere. Chances are, in the United States, you're not usually very far from a drugstore. But if you travel out of the country, Neosporin or antibacterial, um, antiseptic cream is. Antiseptic, antibiotic cream, excuse me, that's the word, is not av- readily available everywhere. So it, always stick a tube of Neosporin in your bag. Never thought of that. That's a good idea. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Scott, you have one for us? Yeah. Mine's from the Disney Restaurants uh, Forum. Uh, it's called $40 a Day for Dining at Disney. thought this was interesting. 
Uh, it's our spring break, and I ended up catching an episode of Rachel Ray's $40 a day television show. She was in North Carolina and seemed rather impressed with herself that she ate three meals and a snack for under $40. I think that should be pretty easy outside of a really expensive place like Rome, Paris, or New York. Then my mind turned to Disney World, so I decided if I could decided to see if I could put together a menu at each park where an adult could have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack for under $40. Here are my self-imposed rules. No Disney dining plan or tables in Wonderland. No kids meals for adults. At least one sit-down meal per day. Leave a tip of 18% uh, because that's what Disney suggests. Uh, drink something besides water for at least two meals per day. Uh, vacation food that either myself or immediate family would actually eat. Try to include some Disney-specific foods, either exclusive to Disney or very rare elsewhere. And so then she goes on to list her, uh, her daily meals. So the first one at Animal Kingdom, uh, the sit-down meal was Rainforest Cafe for breakfast, which was Tonga toast and a coffee for $15. Wow. <laughs> That Tonga toast is expensive. You can get something cheaper than that. Especially yeah. when you have to buy insulin later in the day. <laughs> uh, pizza Fari for lunch, which was a Caesar salad plus chicken with a soda. That was ten sixty three. Dinner at Flame Tree, which was a half slab of ribs with beans and slaw and water for eleven dollars. And then snack churro for two forty four. And the total for Animal Kingdom was thirty nine twenty eight, which mm, is pretty that's good. Not bad. Uh, Hollywood Studios starring rolls for breakfast. Uh, chocolate peanut butter cupcake. That is not mm. breakfast. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't mean to, to interrupt your flow there, but have you ever seen Rachel raise forty dollars a day? Mm-hmm. So for breakfast, I'm going to have a mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, Rachel, come on, let's be real. Rachel also um, quantifies her tip. She'll leave a dollar seventy-two. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you should always be a good tipper. But uh, yeah, so that breakfast was five eighty four. Yeah, but when did the the acceptable tip become eighteen percent? When did that change? I didn't get that memo. You're talking about for uh, like the automatic gratuity if a party of six or no, more. No, that's what they recommend. No. A lot of places now, you go any place, and down at the bottom of the, yeah. your receipt, there's a recommended tip, and they start at eighteen percent and mm. go up to twenty five percent. It's the economy. That's when my did, excuse. When did, when did it change from 15 Gas prices force tips to go up. Yeah. <laughs> do all of you leave 18%? I, I, I usually did, start 20. at 20. I yeah, start I at 20. 20 and add a dollar because well, another Well, I start at 20, and if service is bad, it goes down. Yeah, it goes up or down. Yeah, of course. It, I don't go below 15, though. Yeah. I'll crawl you, out of a restaurant before I tip below 15 or 15. Yeah. So you guys anyway. are out in the restaurants. What do you tip? I would say in general we tip about 20%, but there have been times when I've left nothing. There's been service where I have literally left nothing because it's been so bad. One time I did that and the waiter you know, followed me out to the I would love that. Please. <laughs> here's, wow. my, here's my challenge. You want to know why you got out. crap? <laughs> Follow us out. Um, if they're going to get nothing, though, they're going to know ahead of time. Right. Why? They're, we're not going to okay. be quiet I, about it. You know, it. You're, not, there's the, you're not supposed to tap. Or tip on the tax and things like that. I usually take the bill, do 10%, and then half of that. So it probably is 18% because I add the 7%. You know, I just tip on the whole bill. But I, I think it's I think it's kind of nervy to tell me that the suggested is tip is tip. 18%. Yeah. That's just kind of, I think that's Yeah, for people bit. that aren't good at math, I mean, now every 
every receipt you have it says it right has suggested up. 15, 18, 20. I think you see that in Orlando a lot because of our uh, foreign visitors. I think there's countries mm-hmm. that aren't used to tipping, don't understand tipping, so they put that down there. I wish they had that when I was waiting tables. I, <laughs> I, but some countries don't tip at all. One of our ABD travelers, uh, if you're taking an ABD trip, it's suggested there's a suggested tip per person per day for your tour guides. And trust me, they earn the tip. They earn the gratuity. But she's from New Zealand. Hi, Paula. And in New Zealand, <laughs> tipping is not part of the culture. So this was a kind of a surprise to her. She wasn't complaining about it. But she said, we don't do this. Explain to me how it works. We don't tip. And I think to myself, well, I understand that. But imagine telling someone who comes from a culture where you don't tip that this is suggested. Now you leave 20% right. more mm-hmm. than you had to pay. 15%. So it's just, it's, I, I think it's kind of nervy. That's Sorry, enough of I your derailed rant. that. <laughs> you did. So tell us what happened in Hollywood Studios. Anyway, yeah, um, Fairfax Fair for lunch, half chicken with sides and lemonade, twelve sixty six. Did she have something to drink for breakfast, or was that muffin dry? Milk <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> with milk, and that was five eighty four. Uh, Mama Melrose, which was the sit down for the day for dinner, uh, pepperoni flatbread and soda for seventeen seventy eight, and then Ryder stop for snack, carrot cake cookie three fourteen. So the total for Hollywood Studios was thirty nine forty two. All of these seem to total out like right below $40, so it's pretty good. Uh, Epcot, Sunshine Seasons for Breakfast, Oatmeal with Raisins and Hot Tea, 531. Uh, the sit-down was Chefs de France, uh, fixed price, three-course lunch and water, 2490. Uh, what? Boulangerie? Boulangerie. There you go. For dinner. Bull and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> the Bull and Jerry. That, that's not a cat in a mouse cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, ham and cheese croissant with strawberry smoothie, 761. Uh, Kringla for snack. School bread, which was 212. Mm. I'm not sure what that is. It's a donut. Yeah, it's plain a, and simple. It's a big donut. It's a giant donut. Yeah, people love. For two bucks. Wow. People love, but I'm not cool. impressed with it. Yeah, it's not oh. nothing I would go out of my way for. Um, okay, so you got to kind of work at it, and you got to be a little bit, I guess, willing to have strange things yeah. for meals. So for a family of four, you're looking at 160 a day, right? <laughs> yeah, at, yeah. This is for one person at this bare. And bottom. you're having peanut butter cupcakes <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> right. So I'm not a fan of the dining plan for multiple reasons but it kind of makes it seem like the dining plan's a bargain now. Yeah. Because this is $40 a day, and you're really trying at it, yeah. and you're having weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Where if you get the the one table service, how much is it now? Is it? I forget what it is. People at home are going to be yelling yeah. and screaming. Well, because I have to say, you know, eating a ham and cheese croissant for dinner would not make it for me. Right. Or for Corey. No. Yeah. I mean, he'd be hungry within 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> I mean, is your vacation all about like trying to stay under forty, or is it like the the? What am I trying to say? That like you said, that the dining plan is a better deal because when I'm hearing those choices, that's not anything right. like like wow, we're going to go have oatmeal at Epcot. <laughs> you know that <laughs> that that doesn't do anything for me. No. How about Hollywood Studios? Is that better? Yeah, really. If well, you get if, the right figment, would it be okay? <laughs> oatmeal well, and figment. Well, you know, I mean, I can't see saying to my kids, you know, when they were smaller, like, hey, we're all going to Epcot for, you know, and we can only spend. I mean, you still say that you're only going to spend right. so much, 
But I don't think oatmeal was on their radar for what they wanted. For you know, the, like pre- chocolate chip pancakes or blueberry pancakes, yeah. you know. Something. I appreciate what she was doing. I think it's mm-hmm. a cool thing. Just I mean, to see if it's Rachel possible. Ray shows fun. You watch her do it and it's fun. And you realize you can't sustain that. But if you're really that frugal, there's a lot of other ways. Mm-hmm. You can get box cereal and milk and eat it in your hotel I've room. I've done like that kind right. of stuff. And you can have something a little bit more filling and get the kids underway. So... I don't know if this is really practical. And do you really practical. think Rachel Ray sits down and, and researches all of this? She has Somebody people does that, it for her. Yeah, oh, she yeah. has people that tell her, hey, go here and have this, and she makes a big deal out of it. But again, most people, if you're traveling with a group, aren't going to want to do that. I thought you were going to say, do you think Rachel Ray really only eats that much food? And I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> she's snacking at night until <laughs> her 40 bucks is up. <laughs> well, you've she's seen goldfish in the room. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen her school teacher wobbly arms. You seem to agree with her. <laughs> Every time we watch Rachel Ray, he says the same thing. She has man hands. She has man hands. Oh. She carries like a six pack of beer and with one hand over to the refrigerator. <laughs> I love Rachel Ray. All right. Anything in that? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scream into that. Anything in that was like really, really a surprise? For no. me, the chef's de France. I think. Being able to eat there, being that being included in the forty dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I would yeah, consider they had a cupcake for breakfast. I would consider exactly. Yeah, yeah. look at her dinner. Yeah, she had to really sacrifice to have lunch there. Out of her forty dollars, that was twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that was just for her. You know what I mean? Right. That's right. you know. And I see that. I, mean, I think it's cool if you're a solo traveler to try to do this, mm-hmm. but you can't feed a family of four on forty dollars a day. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you could either. I mean, you might. No, it's forty dollars a day per person. Per per person. Well, I'm saying like, but no, but if you tried to feed a family of four only on forty dollars a day, you can't do that. You wouldn't be at Disney for sure. Yeah, you'd have some hungry kids. Thanks, Scott. That's interesting. I'd like to see what the rest of the stuff she did was, but I don't think I could do it. Uh, Who wants to go next? I will. To those of you who take four seventeen, do you avoid I four during your whole vacation? That I can remember when we first learned about taking the 417, I just thought that was so great that I got to Disney and there was like no crowds, no traffic. Not that 528 was all that bad, but 417 is much better. Which way do you, do you guys come from the airport? Do you take 417? See, take- I rarely go from the airport right to Disney anymore. I mean, we go to other places. I, I, I would always take the beach line. Would you? Yeah. I know a lot of the town car companies to and from uh, the airport to Disney take the beach line. Oh, so, really? Hmm. That's because the 417 is so much more money? I don't know. I feel like the 417 is a long ways around. Feels it like it's not. It is a longer. It's. I think it's only a couple miles longer. Yeah. But I just think it's, it's nice because you know that you can. Because I used to have to take that, you know, several times a week when I was flying out. And it was just so much easier because you just knew that once you got on the 417, you didn't have to worry about traffic. There is or no anything. traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, to me, it just seems like when you're coming to Disney, it's a much better way to arrive that you're not like stressed. Because you know, I4 can get a little crazy. I, there is a stretch of road that I avoid at all costs. It's International Drive between Sand Lake Road and SeaWorld. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a parking lot. Oh, mm-hmm. I will do anything to get around that right. in, by the Orange County Convention Center. Yeah. Mm hmm. If there's more than 10 people at a convention, you could be there for yeah. hours. Change the name, I drive slow. <laughs> <laughs> and then as far as like getting around town, 
I mean, you practically have to use I-4 to get to a lot of places. Unless you take, um, what's that road that you guys always talk about? Apopka Vineland. Like to get around, to, you know, like over to where, um, like the Sand Lake Road area. Mm-hmm. I don't think I-4 is going to be that bad, though, like from the beach line to Disney. I mean, usually around the rush hour, right. it, it, it gets pretty downtown, congested around Lake Buena Vista. But for the most part, you know, it's, you're not going to have an issue. If you're going downtown Orlando, right. that's where it gets yeah. crazy. Or I mean, anywhere I, towards Daytona. I personally try to avoid it at all costs, but I mean... Well, a lot of people some say... some places you go, you, you have to use it. You know, they say Orlando, but most people have never been to Orlando. Yeah. And they come here on their vacations. I can tell you that before I make a commitment to I-4, I try and see it from any vantage point to see if it's actually moving. Through yeah. those ramps. Yeah. So. I'm going to ask FL Tours. I'm sure he has it down to the exact mile and the exact toll. But I just thought of this. Probably one reason they use the beach line, too, is because they provide a free grocery stop. And there oh, might okay. be more on the way. Yeah, there would be. Yes, there would be. If I was coming from the airport right now, knowing what I know, I would come out 417. If I was going straight to Disney. It's kind of a straight shot into yeah. the Disney area. There are tolls on these on these roads. I think people know that by now. But what they've done is a really cool thing where the people who are paying tolls have to get off almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like an off-ramp I type love of thing. It. It's Ingenious. If you if if you're if you don't have an O pass or an E pass is what he's saying. If you have to physically stop and pay the tolls, you have to leave the highway. People with the O pass and the E pass are allowed to keep going straight on through because right. it's overhead and there's no toll plaza. It's only the people who are paying in cash. And if you're not paying attention and you're in that uh, that far left lane, you know you might not realize that you just missed your toll exit. If you're like Corey and you don't read signs. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'm going. I know on the 528, that exit that right there by the airport tends to back up like around dinner rush time. So if you're trying to catch a flight and you're driving, you might want to take 417. And it's also very congested there. I know like if if we were to go and instead of getting off at, um, what's this exit that we usually exit off the 528? We don't go to Cimarron. We go to that exit beforehand. I don't know what it's called. But anyway, because going all the way down to the Cimarron exit, there's that toll plaza right before it. So if you aren't paying the toll, you're in that far lane, and then you have to cross like seven yeah, lanes to get to the yeah, exit. Yeah. You gotta go crazy. The yeah, you should definitely bring quarters with you, too. If you're driving, bring some quarters, because some of these toll uh, areas are exact change only. And on the weekends, the booth that, that might be manned during the week is not, not manned, manned on the weekend. Yeah. Now, most uh, rental car companies now have the E-Pass or the O-Pass in the rental car. You can just pay for that when you rent the car. So always suggest to have that for sure. All right. Thank you, Kathy, for that. Who else has a thread they'd like to share? I have one that sort of coincides with Corey's about fast passes. Um, Disney trip planning under theme parks, attractions, and strategies. This is from... L Sin Quiz. I have no idea if I said that right. I think Disney should start enforcing end times on fast passes. Uh, the person writes, I know this will probably get some discussion going, but after having just waited 30 minutes in the fast pass line for Soren, I really think Disney should start enforcing the end times, especially on the more popular rides like Soren and Toy Story Mania. Sorry, I had to decipher that. <laughs> when you start waiting 30 minutes in the fast pass, 
it really defeats the purpose. Many of the people I was in line with had expired fast passes. You know, some people agree, some people don't agree. Um, what do you, how do you guys feel? Here's the thing. If you're waiting 30 minutes in the fast pass line, that means the real line is probably two hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're better off. I mean, in my <laughs> opinion, I don't see where it really matters. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I use my expired fast pass all the time. The person would only feel that way unless they had an expired fast pass. And for whatever reason, they missed their window, then they would feel differently. Yeah. Right. I, I, I wish this was good forever. Why right. did they change your policy? I don't know. I don't think they should enforce an end time. I don't either. Is it really that? Is it that popular? Are people really saving up their fast passes and then going back? I well, I mean, looking they... at the, the thread with the lines, I mean, people are gathering at the, the fast pass line waiting for their time to start. So right. a lot, so just as many people are actually waiting for that time to, to start. Than people I don't think waiting. they should use them before the allotted time oh, starts. Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. But, I mean, I think a lot of people are just waiting for that time to start, yeah. and they go in. I think the people that let them expire are in the minority. I could be completely wrong. I, I usually use expired fast passes. I, I usually see the, the start time and go Especially whenever, if, whatever you know, fits into our schedule. You don't have control over the time that you get. So, say you get a fast pass for between 12.45 and 1.45, and you have a dinner reservation at 1 p.m., you know, or lunch, you're going to go and eat, and then you're going to use your fast pass, which more than likely it will be after it has expired. And in my opinion, you should not be penalized for that. I agree 100%. So mm-hmm. I, I, I disagree with the poster, but I just wanted to see what you guys thought. I, yeah. And I don't think 30 minutes wait for Soren, even with a fast pass, it doesn't mean... It's 30 not, minutes goes by like that. It's not yeah. guaranteed front of the line. Right. There's, no. also, uh, there's also uh, an idea that people have to take into account, too, is the ride takes a certain amount of time. Yeah. Having a fast pass doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to go and walk on the ride. You still got to wait for it to cycle through and for it to be You also have to do the whole little it. spiel beforehand right. with, uh, what's his name from Seinfeld? Buddy. Yeah. Patrick Warburton. Yes. He's, he's in Star Trek. somebody. Too. Yeah. So, Disney, Disney I, owns him, apparently. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to stand in a line. That says 90 to 120 minutes. Probably not even going to stand in a line that says 45. <laughs> if it says 20, I'm good to go. If it's anything less than more than 10. <laughs> and they're like, 15 minutes, man. <laughs> I thought we got here early. <laughs> you know, I mean, but because I, you know, Taylor's trip is coming up. And if she wants to ride a ride and we don't have a fast pass for it, even she won't wait 60 minutes. But if it's 45 minutes or under, we'll stand and wait in the line. We're turning her into a Disney snob. <laughs> a Disney wait time snob. <laughs> so. All right. Thank you, Julie. All right. I'm going to do the last thread. I'm going to talk about one that's on um, the Disney restaurants board. And I don't know how much of a conversation this will open up, but I wanted to point this out to people. started by Trisha1972, and it's official Disney cake chatter thread. And Trisha takes a lot of effort in telling people about how to order cakes at Disney for your restaurant experience. She gives a lot of great advice. She gives tips on how to do it and all that good stuff. And then the second post down are links to pictures that people took of cakes. I think this is really cool. It's a huge thread. There's a lot of links in there. I encourage people to go and look at them. However, I was a little amazed at how ugly some of these cakes are. (laughs) (laughs) And I think if this showed up at my table, I would be mad. Now I'm going to do a link to the actual post. But this was a Haunted Mansion cake someone got. It's got black flowers on it, and the writing looks like a child wrote. It's just not attractive. It's supposed to be creepy looking, right? 
I'm trying to I find actually this. think it's kind of Do cool. You really? okay, I would think that's what it's supposed to look like. I like the mirror. The mirror is cool. The writing is supposed to be spooky. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, maybe it's me. I'm just not getting it. I just the thing that draws me crazy is the orange juice right next to it. It's the orange <laughs> juice. Yeah, <laughs> something about orange juice and chocolate cake. <laughs> that doesn't. That really is scary. The, um, the aerial cake is incredible looking though. There's a couple of cakes that are beautiful, and here's another one that I think is weird. This is a slipper cake. The slipper is, I don't know, covered in something, and there's balls in it, and it's... <laughs> okay, that's not attractive. It's not attractive at all. Mm, the slipper should not have yeah. balls. I agree. <laughs> balls in it or under it. Really. <laughs> I mean, the, the blue on the cake is pretty, but the rest is weird. So I just This thought, is really a big list. Isn't it a big list? I, I really think it's cool that these people took time to take pictures... She put the links together. I give her a lot of it's credit. It's ultimate food porn, yeah. That thread has been going on for several years yeah. through several reincarnations. And it's really great that when, like, I have a client that wants to know about some of the cakes, I can point him to that thread because everybody's, every hotel is just a little bit different in their policy. And some will deliver them to the room and some won't. And some you can't take it from this hotel to that hotel. And that thread gives a lot of great information about how to do I all don't know. that. But then look at this one. It's a. I love we're all bringing them I'm up. I'm sorry. I, I, it's just kind of sad looking. It's a castle cake. They basically cut out a photo of Cinderella's castle and <laughs> yeah. stuck it on top of the cake. Yeah. Hmm. And That's I a get, little tacky looking. And though. I guess, you know, maybe if we took time to read the, the, each of these individually, we'll see if there's, like, something that's <laughs> least less expensive. Oh, come on. We've all seen Cake Wars. We know what they can do. Oh, is that what you want? Spinning and fireworks coming <laughs> out of your cake? But I'm sure... It has lot. to be 42 feet tall, and you have to be able to carry it six feet. <laughs> I'm sure these there's a price difference, which might be why one has a picture mm-hmm. as opposed to... Because there was one here of a Goofy cake where it looked like it was just a picture of Goofy glued this to it. A really nice cake. It's Donald Duck as a pirate. And again, there's something like that, so I'm sure it's a it's price not difference. A cut out photo of Donald. Check out the Star Wars Mickey Mouse Jedi one. That's awesome. I'll put a link. We've gotten a. Well, I was gonna say, but we're gonna put a link to these threads in our show notes page. With you. As long as it's cake and it's frosted, <laughs> who cares what it looks We've like? We've gotten a really good chocolate mousse cake at the Boardwalk Bakery. That when they give it to you, it's like chilled, and the icing doesn't take very doesn't taste very well. But once you let it sort of like warm up to room temperature, that is the most awesome icing. Yeah, there's some pretty cool cakes in here. Mm -hmm. So check out the thread. I mean, I think people also want to know ahead of time, what can I get? What's it going to look like? Is it going to be worth it or not? So, And I would say if you have a car, go to Publix. They have great birthday, any kind of cakes, too. Probably a lot less money. Red what velvet. Would, mm-hmm. What would you think about carrying a cake into a restaurant? Would you be embarrassed to, to go to a Disney restaurant carrying in your cake? No. Fair enough. <laughs> that was definitive. Unless I was going to Victorian Alberts or something, but I mean, anywhere else. Yeah, but it's else. not like, you know, you would show up with a cake procession. You would probably hand it to that at the podium and say, listen, this is, I'd like this served with dinner. The only so- thing is, is, I noticed that most of these are that fondant icing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that. I think it tastes kind of bad. You're not supposed to eat it. <laughs> it's decoration. No, no. It's edible. Yeah, It's, it's edible, edible yeah. but you're not supposed to eat it. Yeah. Well, it's yeah but if you covered like the it. cake with it, what yes, are you supposed exactly. to do? Cut it away. That's I the want thing. It's real to... icing. Yeah. yeah. Want good butter real cream. Real buttercream. Like, I could just rake my finger across it. Yeah. Okay. 
As long as we're talking cake, Publix has chocolate <laughs> mini cupcakes. You could be a spokesperson mm-hmm. for Publix. <laughs> you really could. Mini <laughs> chocolate cupcakes. Come and see Kevin. They're, <laughs> they're, they're pre-packaged in a package of 12. They're, they're like one bite. One bite cupcakes. cupcakes. It, you can get the chocolate cake or the vanilla cake, and it's the chocolate frosting. Personally, I, I like their cream cheese brownies. <gasps> okay, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> These are the cupcakes. They're really good. Well, one of the reasons why they're really good is they're frosting to cake ratio is like two to one. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like this giant mound of frosting and little tiny cheese brownies. Are they good too? They're so good. And Where especially d- if you put them in the refrigerator and let them get cold. Where do you all shop? Do you all shop any place other than Publix? No. Public, no. Publix. Publix. Exactly. Well, we found a Winn-Dixie by us that seems to have no. really good I have. Yeah. I even have a Publix app on my phone. Let's, let, I'm, well, I'm not a Winn-Dixie fan. This Publix, this Winn-Dixie has some really this good stuff. This Winn-Dixie has a wing bar. Yeah, it has a oh, chicken really? wing bar. And it's I f- wouldn't buy produce there. Their produce oh, now their is produce. I know what I like about the Winn-Dixie. If you go in Publix and you want a zucchini, you have to buy a package of yeah. zucchini. At Winn-Dixie, it's more like a farm market where you take out the produce that you uh, want. Our okay. Winn-Dixie's not so nice. I've it's, walked in there and seen flies. Listen, there's ones that are closed down and yeah. being shut this down. This one, ha- that, that's what he practiced it with. This is a special Winn-Dixie. A special Winn-Dixie. <laughs> I wouldn't buy my meat there. Okay. But I buy I'll have to go check that one out. Uh, most people who come and visit here, I have uh, some friends in the Boston area, and she said I would kill to have a, a Publix near my house. There's, I'm sorry, there's really nothing better. There's not. I but crave their Wegmans. Subs. Their subs are so good. Have you heard of Wegmans? Mm-hmm. They're mm. supposed to be good too. Oh, they're down here, dude. Florida? No, yeah. they started I think in like D.C., but they're mainly in the it's Northeast. Kind of far to shop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, then- but. And the new one from up north that's coming down here is Wawa, is the gas <gasps> stations with the, um, you know, like they have a snack thing. They're coming to Orlando. Wawa? They're really yeah. good. Oh, trust me. Wawa is in New Jersey. They have excellent coffee. They have excellent breakfast sandwiches. It sounds like someone's toddler named the store. <laughs> I don't I agree. It's the silliest name ever. However, I'd kill to have a Wawa near my house. Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah. All right. I need to go and eat. So thank you, everybody, <laughs> for participating. That's a good way to end your show every time. <laughs> I <have to> go <laughs> eat. That would be appropriate, wouldn't it? Thank you for participating, everybody. I think we had a great conversation, some lively conversation. Hope you guys check out the threads we discussed. I think you'll learn some stuff and maybe spur some conversations with the folks you love. Wrap it up, John. About Disney. No, I'm you know, I got a couple more minutes left, and then Pete takes over next week, so I can't talk as much. Um, <laughs> Come on, I'm moving for Gile. We've got <laughs> <laughs> Pete apparently shipped something to himself here at the from house from Spain. From Spain, and it's got a big sticker on it that says "Muy Fragile." It's like police tape. The whole package is like wrapped in police tape that says "Muy Fragile." Did you poke holes in it, Max? Because I think it's alive. <laughs> I think there's something living in it. All right. It. <laughs> Again, thank you, everybody. And uh, we have a bunch of other segments. I hope you stay tuned and listen to those as well. Uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion. Thanks. Got to go eat. <laughs> <laughs>